Welcome back to this episode of the Scale the Good podcast. This week, we have Mr. Kapila of Severe Technologies, where we discuss dehydration processes and technology, as well as how dehydration can help combat food insecurity. Welcome back, everybody, to the Scale the Good podcast. Um, and today we have Mr. Kapila Arachi, who is the founder of Saviro Technology. Um, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Kapila. Thank you, Emma. Good morning to you. <laughs> if you don't mind just starting off um, and telling us about Saviro Technology, um, how did you come to find the company and, and just the story behind uh, well, Saviour Technologies has uh, almost, uh, you know, 20 years of uh, history, you know, mm-hmm. behind. Uh, it started uh, in, in a very effortless way, I would say, the, at the beginning, you know. Um, it started with uh, my engagement in, in university education, especially in the post-hour sec- sec- sector at the University of Rona. Um uh, so I, I, of course, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an engineer and I have engineering training. So I, I was uh, teaching this post-harvest technology course, and then I realized you know, how much uh, of our agriculture produce was going to waste, and uh, and there were you know simple technologies that we could bring in to uh, to save all this food, and and then feed the people, right? Uh, and. Uh, uh, out of the technologies that was available, that were available to you know do this, uh, dehydration and and drying, uh, you know, was at the top because that technology uh, could uh, save food, uh, starting from the farm, you know, up to the table at different stages. Mm-hmm. Right now, first, if you start with uh, the the crops, you know, that's been harvested at, at the farm. Uh, you know, most of these uh, grains and, and, and uh, you know, and even some of the uh, spices or most of the spices, you know, they, they, they need to be, you know, they need to undergo a, a drying step, you know, to, uh, to process it, you know, for the next stage right. or to even uh, keep it, you know, um, store it uh, uh, for, for a few months or you know, whatever time. Um, then uh, you know after that of course uh, comes the uh, the uh, uh, you know preservation of food mm-hmm. part and as you know in in, uh, in this country uh, the post harvest losses in the vegetables and fruit, fruit sector is is alarmingly high mm-hmm. uh, some people say uh, it's going up to even 50% right when you factor in uh, the physical losses as well as the quality losses you know uh, so uh, that's how we got focused on this technology initially, and uh, so starting from my uh, university, uh, you know, teaching days, and we we uh, f- you know gave a lot of attention to it, and we conducted uh, student projects, and uh, you know, and then uh, then I uh, did of course t- uh, went further and started my own mm-hmm. you know technology development to. To uh, suit uh, the the conditions of, of uh, you know our our people here, and uh, so we applied for some you know funding for 
technology development so i it's all, like uh, the first experiments you know the developments were in fact uh, done on on the on the top floor of my you know half built house you know <laughs> the slab and uh, so uh, little by little you know we uh, developed technologies it was kind of a, more like a hobby you know, in, the, in the first place that i enjoyed it and and g- gave my you know whatever time i could sure. and i had good results and uh, and also when we showed it to the people the government uh, you know uh, people who were involved with this uh, you know operations at ground level and even the farmers we had good uh, you know feedback and uh, it was encouraging so we continued and then uh, after a couple of years you know i well i thought you know this i i so i also like getting <laughs> like addicted to this and <laughs> you know so i i, I thought uh, i would you know Uh, de- you know dedicate more time and then then of course i left the job uh, in the university in 2000 uh, early 2008 mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, so solar technologies was you know, like uh, formally uh, registered uh, you know as, as a partnership in 2009 and then we you know just moved on yes and here we are <laughs> well congratulations looks like it's been 15 years now yeah almost yeah, yeah. close to 20 years yes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, starting from the first, you know, um, interest uh, periods, you know, of course. Right, yeah. mm. definitely. I mean, lots that you said there to unpack, um, but I'd like to start with kind of the core of the business, dehydration. Um, for those of our listeners who are kind of unfamiliar with the space, could mm. you tell them a little bit about <coughs> what dehydration entails? And, and if you can, um, the process from when the product arrives to um, the premises, how does it go through the dehydration process? Mm-hmm. So as I said, we can uh, talk about uh, two different, uh, you know, p- uh, sort of product uh, sectors like, yes. uh, say, the crops. If you take uh, crops, so you can uh, talk about that separately. And also then if you take foods, you know, we can have a distinction between these two uh, types of, uh, you know, products. Uh, so if we start with the uh, crops, now for instance, I mean, you know, paddy, you know, it needs to be uh, bright, you know, after uh harvesting and, and and threshing you know so uh, same thing with moon beans soy beans you know all the kind of grains and then um, uh say even uh, things like coconut you know so if you want to um, uh, preserve it for uh, or process it for oil you know mm-hmm. so it has to go through a process of drying to right. to make copra first so that's more like uh, uh, agriculture right and of course spice is a bigger sector in sri lanka where they have a whole lot of problems you know uh quality problems and and then a lot of wastages right now it was uh, very very common to see you know if you travel uh, when you travel the like even the rural roads uh, even some of the uh, you know uh, big roads uh, in the up country areas and you could see you know uh you know mats and sometimes uh, even without mats you know all these spices being spread uh, you know along the road sides and Oh, it was it was such a such a poor sight you right. know to to see and then then of course you 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 start wondering i mean why why you know why should this happen like this when we had these simple technologies you know to mm-hmm. to dry it and 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 to preserve their quality i mean you know we had had, had uh, as a country in sri lanka produces uh, some of the best spices in the world and after harvesting we we start killing you know that 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 freshness that quality that that pristine you know uh, quality in it and uh, so so in fact we were not adding value but in fact we were losing value you know right. day by day step by step so um, 
so there we uh, did uh, some uh, i would say even pioneering work in in spice sector especially uh so those days you know there were some dryers uh, been uh, used in the spice sector they were mainly uh, trade dryers mm-hmm. with small capacities capacities where you know you you spread your uh, the green product you know it could be say paper or cloves or you know any spice uh, on trays and then uh, you dry uh, you know over a few hours uh, sometimes even couple of days depending on the product and uh, so it was a, a kind of a labor intensive process and then uh, you know and uh, these uh, dryers had uh, sort of um, small to moderate capacities but when you look at the spice industry and, and they always wanted bigger capacities lower processing costs sure. and so on so we focused on that and in fact uh, in 2007 we we introduced our first flatbed type bulk dryer okay. to the spice industry and uh, we had to take uh, a lot of effort you know to push it and 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 uh, of course there was not uh, like high level marketing as such but we work with the people at the ground level we work with the companies uh, you know who were uh, doing this primary processing of spices and uh, so there was encouraging results so we starting with uh, low capacities like uh, we started with like 750 kilogram capacity dryers okay and then over the years we we moved up to 5000 kilos capacity Amazing. and and i think that was uh, that was uh, you know although it's i mean we are not sort of recognized for that you know <laughs> in this country as as for many other things right. um uh, it, but it it goes and we have that record you know behind us and and uh, and uh, that uh, you know made us uh, or, or that enable us to you know make a good impact sure. on the on the spice industry and uh, we also had uh, other type of uh, dryers like uh, then we realized uh, uh, the spice sector also needed some other kinds of dryers so we we parallel with uh, bulk dryers we develop even large capacity trade dryers and so on so uh, that is uh, one type i mean when you uh, you know talk about crop processing especially spice processing mm-hmm. then when you talk about the uh, food processing or oh, even the uh, even the uh, uh, you know value addition or the or the secondary processing of uh, even say spices or yes. or the or the processing uh, preservation of uh, fruits and vegetables and and you know even herbs and things like that then uh, we developed uh, uh, of course again uh, dryers uh, with uh, different uh, fuel options uh, of course as uh, as it with different uh, you know capacity options um uh, to to uh, suit uh, you know different levels of operations uh, right. cap- you know of, of capacities as well as you know investments and so on um so uh, and and we we had uh, technology imp- you know improvements uh, continuously of course you know we we didn't have a lot of funds or outside support Uh, you know to right. to uh, to do all this but uh from uh, we we you know we plowed back uh, most of our profits you know we plowed them back to our business and it it became a passion you know nice. we always every year we would bring something and uh, you know even uh, with all this work day to day work we would uh, do innovations right <laughs> we would do so innovations has been uh, our passion right yes. and uh, uh so it's it's uh it's it's a very uh, i would say satisfied i would i successful or not well that 
you know the society might decide but for right. me it's very satisfying work right and and of course uh, now i make my living out of it mm-hmm. and uh, so there are a lot of people working for us and i'm proud that you know we are supporting so many families uh well you know stayed with me uh, on this business and um, and um, uh, so when it comes to food preservation of course as as uh, you know in this crisis situation uh we are also uh, you know developing uh, even uh, uh you know domestic level dryers right now okay. especially aiming at uh, food uh, innovations okay. you know at home and also uh, food security at yes. home uh so that is the newest and we have uh, developed two models right now and uh, so we are slowly uh, you know taking it to the people and then we we have very good uh, uh you know encouraging uh, results with the, with the people um and then uh, again i have to add that uh, it's, it's ours is not not just a, you know a uh, enterprise which just makes uh, you know fabricate uh, machinery and uh, and sells you know for profit we we go much beyond that right. we go much beyond that now we provide uh, a, a range of services uh, to the industry or, or to the startups or you know whoever even at uh, you know at, at a small operators at rural level you know uh, we uh, we support them In, in different ways. So these are basically the two main pillars of Sabir Technology. You have um, that what you describe manufacturing about, facility, yes. For these um, SMEs and entrepreneurs and then you also manufacture the technology mm. at the base itself. Um, can you talk a little bit about kind of the challenges that you have within both both of those pillars? Um, and the differences in 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 kind of switching your brain from the manufacturing to mm. you know actually the drying processes and working with um the clientele that you have uh well yes so what we wanted to uh, you know the purpose mm. so uh, our purpose right from the beginning was that but uh, some things had to wait because you know you had to uh, find the funding and you know and uh, and we had to you know wait till the conditions are right so uh, uh, we this uh, center you know what we call a dehydration technology center right. was established uh, almost uh, one and a half years ago and that was kind of a dream we had you know mm-hmm. right from the beginning so that is a place where we would demonstrate our technologies uh, to to our clients as well as uh, the public you know whoever is interested in learning uh, mm-hmm. about the technology get some awareness of the technology we just welcome anybody there it's open doors and uh, we happily you know explain uh, and show how this uh, dryers work um but also we we offer it as a service as a training service uh, fee, a fee based training service and then also we uh, we also have uh, other than dryers uh, uh, it, it runs as this facility runs as a, as a model processing center yeah. so uh, uh, so if you you know need to or if you have a desire you know to uh, start a business like this you can come and see how this center works so we have the 
I mean, starting from uh, you know raw material receiving to cleaning, washing, slicing, you know, very many, ki- many kinds of operations, you know, um, um, and then uh, drying. Uh, then of course there can be further validation like grinding, sieving, packaging. So all kinds of operations, you know, right. are, are, are you know um, there, and then uh, people can uh, you know confidently. Uh, choose technologies and and uh, they can uh, uh, plan their you know projects you know with, with this kind of experience uh, because um, you know not I mean normally other industries you know the commercial places they don't allow others to you know, come and see their right. see their uh, you know enterprises you know factories but here you have a factory uh, you know model processing center where people can come and see everything you yes. know spend uh, hours and hours and and uh, so that is one service that we offer of course um, uh, the, the major focus is on uh, drying and dehydration mm-hmm. and uh, plus the value addition you know before drying as well as after drying yes. yeah so it's the whole process is there and uh, now right now of course uh, with this fuel crisis now yes uh, we you know again innovating with the uh, wood fire dryers and of course we we uh, we when we started you know we started with uh, wood fire dryers but then slowly uh, uh, the interest waned because uh, there was uh, oil you know available at very low subsidized uh, <coughs> prices right. but of course now of course you know the the the, the uh, situation is much different and uh, people find it very difficult to run uh, dryers operate dryers with uh, fuel you know petroleum fuels so now people are again uh, you know <coughs> uh they they want to switch back to a uh, firewood you know right biomass so we are again bringing some new designs and uh, then uh, right now we are of course expanding a you know a new section you know with uh, wood fire dryers especially for agro processing yes fantastic and our team had um the pleasure to come and visit you at the dehydration facility in Matale. Um and we got to meet your staff and and actually it was um a real strength that I found within the um factory that um the staff is really connected to the work. Can you speak a little bit about on um, the staff that you have and also um kind of how it's contributed to the local community um within the area? Uh yes, yeah, surely. Uh definitely. Um uh, so if you again take uh, the two operations and uh, uh, the, the uh, dehydration center you know the model processing center uh, as i said we offer this uh, training uh, f- facilities and awareness uh, you know creation services but uh, other than that we do contract processing right and last year i think we processed almost 125 tons of you know produce spices fruits vegetables yams you know for other uh, people is more like a business to business operation right. um so uh, of course uh, some of these uh, operations are labor intensive and uh, we hire mm-hmm. especially women from the area and so they also get uh, you know steady income from our operations so uh, we we hired up to 20 people at times you know we were even processing jackfruits tons of jackfruits at times so you can imagine you know how much labor is, is involved there uh so that of course we bring uh, you know uh, uh, income 
to to the local community especially to to the mothers of these families and 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 you know of course when the, when a women earn something we all know that it goes much beyond uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know in in supporting the family you know right. yeah then the usual sense uh, then when you take the uh, uh, our our manufacturing uh, you know facility the factory uh, there are of course a lot of young people mm-hmm. right probably I'm the only you know old person there and uh, others are all young people <laughs> and uh, so uh, they are uh, we have trained also most of these people you know some of course come with uh, some basic training from uh, what you call trade schools but there are very few some others you know come from some informal you know training and you know education and then as they spend time with us and we give them training on the job training and so on um uh, so that way of course we have you know uh, improved their skills and uh, so they they uh, have uh, you know work almost like uh, <laughs> you know every day of the of the year but uh, as as mo- many industries we also find it now uh, difficult to uh, you know attract uh, you know enough uh, skill labor sure. to the industry uh, and uh, well, that's been uh, as you know problem in in our country for a long long time now especially the youth the school leavers uh, you know don't uh, uh, you know uh, like to enter this uh, you know trade uh, yeah, you know you know training areas and and uh, make a career you know like th- that used to be some some decades ago so that's a problem that we are also facing and uh, if uh, if this situation you know goes on and i think it's going to impact us as well because you know you cannot always as industry cannot always uh, you know uh, take in you know uh, untrained people and right. spend time on training uh, now we are compelled to do that and as most industries but uh, well i hope <laughs> uh, you know this challenge will uh, not uh, you know go on like this for a four years to come definitely <laughs> do you find the landscape um of food technology um changing throughout the years that you've been involved um do you see more interest more demand um from consumers from companies and even from staff as well uh yes definitely there has been a trend and uh, you know that was most visible during covid days as you could see sure and uh, some of this uh, you know mainstream industries uh, had uh, faced a lot of difficulties to operate and uh, you know then after immediately after that then we had this economic collapse in the country and and some sectors just you know totally collapsed like constructions and so on mm-hmm. so there were of course uh, many companies you know who wanted to uh, you know expand their businesses or diversify <laughs> their businesses <coughs> to include uh, food processing right so that that trend we have uh, noticed very much and uh, also if you look at uh, the the you know even the domestic level uh, food uh, you know supply um you know recently with after, with the covid pandemic and also with this uh, economic crisis in the country and a lot of uh, you know households find it difficult to uh, you know uh, you know spend or they don't have enough uh, you know income to spend on 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 the food right sometimes sometimes you know 
if you had enough money you could always uh, spend and buy the food you like but now the situation is not like that and uh, and uh, so people had to find alternatives and mm-hmm. and people are now uh, moving away from you know purchasing especially uh, you know snack foods and 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 like you know red, you know ready made food stuff to uh, to uh, foods that are you know made at home so in that sense and and also some people also have their uh, home gardens right yes. and uh, sometimes they have the excess uh, you know veggies fruits and so on that they can uh, preserve you know and 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 use at later times and uh, also uh if if you do that you can also uh, um you know for you your children especially some nutritious food at uh, at very low cost to you uh, to the family so so this uh you know this uh, situation now in the country also uh this is uh, encouraging for technologies like this because uh, te- dehydration technology can uh, you know Uh, go hand in hand you know with this uh, situation and and improve things for the households as well so can you talk a little bit about that um i mean there's lots of food insecurity going on in mm-hmm. this country and and worldwide um how does dehydrated foods play a role in that well uh and also a- on another end um combating food waste as well so both of those kind of go hand in hand if you can yes. speak a little bit about that Yes. So if you start with say the food waste mm-hmm. and uh, uh of course our most of our food waste uh, occur in the farm and you know the, the the supply chain you know up to the up to the say household from the farm to the household there are a lot of uh, wastes. Yes. And uh, you know we 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 always uh, hear stories of say Uh, tomatoes, tons of tomatoes going to waste. Tons of pumpkins going to waste, right. and you know, you know, lorry loads of you know veggies, you know, uh, going, uh, you know, being dumped, uh, you know, going to dumps, you know, for the elephants to, uh, you know, uh, you know, use it as food. Uh, and then this story continues like every <laughs> year, you know, it every year, and and you know, it's it's unfortunate that you know we have not been able to find uh, you know solutions, you know, to this uh, food waste, because it's it's not just the food uh, you know pick from a, uh, it's not this is not vegetables and fruits pick from a you know forest area, but these are, you know all these uh, fruits, veggies, and all these, they they represent a lot of investments, and yes. sometimes uh, investments or, or, or Uh, it's even more than this way. Some are, of course, non-renewable, you know, uh, resources. Mm. For instance, f- fertilizers, you know, uh, made from uh, petroleum fuel, and and that's that goes as input to to your fruits and vegetable farms. And when you waste your, f- you know, uh, harvest, so that means you are you are wasting so much of your non-renewable non-renewable resources. So that, that that's a huge uh, impact, you know, on our environment, on our uh you know for index exchange income and so on so it's it's uh it's uh, not just a food uh, wastage but it goes much beyond yes. uh, that right so obviously uh, when you have say even blood periods or, or low market demand you know uh, at, at these periods of course uh, dehydration is a very uh, easy way you know to food uh to to avoid food waste now even things like say uh, tomatoes i mean you can uh, uh 
slice it and dehydrate it. Mm-hmm. It's very simple technology, right? right? And later you can use it. Uh, you can use that as powder in your in your food, in your soups, mm-hmm. right? In your say sauces, right? So there's a whole range of uh, uses after that, right? And it's a very simple technology to do use dehydration. And if you say pumpkin, right? Just another example. So again, you can uh, grate it, slice it, and without much effort, you can dehydrate it. And you know, after dehydration, uh, you can use it as flour, and you can make flour again. Just grind it and use it as flour in your in your food. You know, in your pitus, and you know, in your, your right. string hoppers, and in your rotis. You know, in your cakes. I mean, what not, right? <laughs> so, so. And and of course you can uh, save the dollars that you spend for your wheat flour, Absolutely. right? And it's it's a substitute, and yeah. in fact, I'd even say cassava, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's that's a uh, very high quality gluten free uh, flour, right? That you can uh, use in place of wheat flour, right? And and uh, for wheat flours, and you 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 spend dollars, and you and that goes to a farmer in in some other country, sure. but here of course you know. F- uh, the cassava farmer gets uh, gets to uh, you know more income from the from the sp- money you spend, so it's, it it helps uh, your r- rural local economies. Yes, and uh, so that is how you should uh, achieve your food security in this country. Definitely, um, and <laughs> it's it's great to see that and to know that there are these options that consumers have um, that many are not aware of. Uh, when we speak about Sri Lanka <laughs> as well, um, I mean we've seen cassava chips, cassava flour, things like that. Um, but internationally, globally, um, do you see, um, are you aware of kind of the demand that they're having as well? Do you see kind of um, innovative options that we can produce here in Sri Lanka? Uh, well, uh, you know, recently in a, in a local exhibition, we tried to uh, take this message, mm-hmm. you know, um, under this theme of food innovations, mm-hmm. you know, especially at, at domestic level. And uh, along with our domestic dryers, we had two models, and so we we took a lot of samples. Right. You know, as, as I told you, say that there were tomatoes and there were cassava, and pumpkins and you know a whole lot of uh, uh, vegetables and fruits. Uh, so uh, we we showed them you know, how this. I mean, for instance. Uh, Few of these things can be, you know, put together, and then you have a very nutritious, uh, 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 say, uh, soup, you know, for your, for your hungry kids, you know. Right. Maybe after they are, you know, playing the evening one. So, uh, or, or you would have, uh, you know, a fruit bar, mm. right, made out of all these ingredients and your fruit, dried fruits, you know, and then uh, and some of these uh, flowers, you know, put together and, and made into a say what you call an energy bar you know or sure. so yes or, or sometimes you know, it's just a matter of uh, uh, you know uh, getting your 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 excess uh, fruits like papayas or mangoes or uh, you know uh, pineapples you know just just uh, blend it into a into a into a slurry and you know and dry it in in, in a sheet yes and you have a nice drink you know <laughs> fruit lather so so you know, all these options are available, available right? right available so uh, of course, internationally, of course, you know uh, their food variety is very high, you know, compared to us. And in fact, uh, we that is one aspect that we uh, try to uh, you know make uh, people aware of uh, the food variety that you can you know bring yep. to your table through these uh, you know 
preserved foods you know through dehydration because you 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 know in your pantry you have all these you know dried fruits you have your uh, flowers made out of things and and dried veggies so it's it's, it's like a it's like a you know i mean if it's like uh, if you compare you know analogy it's like a big you know uh, uh you know a fabric store you know yeah. and you can design many things right Unlimited it's options. just just like you know yeah. it's so it's, it's your pantry you know full of uh you know food stuff right. and and you can it's endless you know yes. which is endless and uh, and of course our women are very creative you know and uh, you know you could make your traditional food stuff and you can even bring some of the traditional f- food that we have totally abandoned you know over the years and you can bring them back to your table it's a luxury of course to to enjoy most of these uh, you know traditional foods and uh, we ha- we did that you know we mm-hmm. did that and in fact you know one one was this uh, lunuamba or the salt and mango right. and uh, so there were like uh, two generation uh, which hadn't really heard of this you know mm. <laughs> lunuamba <laughs> and that was really sad you know and that was a delicacy that we enjoyed uh, during our young days and uh, of course uh, they know so we missed it right yeah. for some time and so these are simple examples but shows how we can uh, you know bring as you say the variety to the table and of course uh, the young people of course you know the young kids and then the younger does they they always look for variety and then uh, it is all possible you yes. know with this uh, operation yeah dehydration operations yes and it's nice to put that sri lankan twist on it as well <laughs> certainly yes certainly yes so i think a lot of um the conversations within the program so far have been um you know looking at local markets looking at international markets Um can you speak a little bit about how the Lost Ingredients Lab program has been for you so far? Uh yes so it it's of course uh, you know it it sort of uh, strengthens you know our 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 you know vision and then our purpose also you know um uh, as 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 we just discussed you know we we want to add value you know to all these so lost ingredients are again you know things that we have forgotten right yes. uh, over the years and uh, sometimes we are surprised at you know and we we we, we you know start uh, say for instance uh, uh, to hear about gotukola you know from some other beauty company you know in europe and say they they are making you know so many uh, you know products herbal products right. you know, you know Uh, based on cinchonella uh, or gotukol and then we suddenly realized you know, we, we had that you know in 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 our backyard all this time and and uh, why didn't we think about it yes. you know that kind of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, what do you call pro you know it kind of provokes you right so this i think uh, 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 Losidia Labs I think it's it's kind of it provokes you you know to think <laughs> about this again as industry and also as as I think uh, as uh, consumers I think you know that that, that and they are also part of it you know uh, so when you talk of uh, food based on all these lost ingredients uh so it's not just the industries who makes uh, these products uh, bring them to the market but it's also the consumers as well um Uh, so uh, through this of course uh, losidian lab uh, we uh, we we try to give more attention you know yeah. to to this uh, uh, you know the, the the ingredients of course 
although there are only three right now, but there are there are range of stuff, and also there are underutilized crops, and then we have dealt, uh, you know, and off with some of its products, right. but then now it it, it brings again uh, uh, to the main focus, you know, and uh, of 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 uh, the industries as well as the country as a whole. So I think that helps because, uh, uh, you know, that that uh, brings. Uh, sort of opens opportunities for new industries now we start up so that means we also have opportunity to uh, you know s- work with them to to give them uh, uh, technologies to supply them dehydration technologies right. or, or to give them uh, training services right. and or even to help them you know make their first set of products you know at our uh, facilities so that way of course uh, it, it, it makes us you know utilize our our resources in in a more you know broader way uh, uh, and uh, of course uh, that is of course uh, the the product part of it but then the business development part is is uh, what what we think is uh, is most important or what is having a, a bigger impact on on our our enterprise right now mm-hmm. because uh, uh, you know the cyber uh, technology service has been more like uh, in you know engineer uh, or ma- engineer manage uh, family business you know yes. and uh, myself and my wife and even my son so we are all from the general profession so yes. so uh, some of these uh, business aspects have been uh, not you know very strong in our in in, in our operations and now with the loss ingredients lab uh, uh, you know this uh, mentoring program uh, and this uh, the, the, the resources that they Uh, put at our disposal makes us, uh, you know, um, develop in those areas, and uh, of course uh, that not not only you know helps us, uh, you know, to to develop our industry, uh, to our develop our capacity, but also it 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 goes a long way, you know, for, for to help us help the uh, society at large. Absolutely. Industry, yes. So you you mentioned um, your wife Shreya, um, and we've had the pleasure of meeting her through the program. Can you talk a little bit about your partnership with work um, with Severe Spices as well? Uh, yes. Uh, so as we uh, you know talked about early, and we have this uh, model processing center where we uh, uh, produce also uh, you know some spices uh, and and few other products, herbal products. Uh, under two brands, uh, mm-hmm. Saviru brand as well as Amayu brand, with uh, you know uh, uh, kind of a, uh, at the moment sort of uh, we are focusing on a, on a on a sort of a narrow market, mm-hmm. but of course we have capacity to, to you know develop and we also uh, uh, supply to uh, some of the exporters you know. Um, Uh, of course, we haven't started uh, direct exports as yet, but of course we are uh, focusing in that operation as well. Uh, so there, our our uh, work, or our our uh, the, uh, how we differentiate, you know, our work from others is uh, we always uh, try to uh, give the freshest product. To the people, you know. So if you take any of the products that uh, you know we produce, there these spices, for instance, 
we never buy from the uh, open market we go to the farm we, we buy from the farm right. the fresh fresh uh, harvest from them be it pepper cloves even uh, chili you know red chili whatever it is you know or, or the ginger we go to the farm we buy from the farm itself so we know who has you know grown this produce whose produce is so uh, and then we produce uh, we process it and pack it within 48 hours right right uh, and we even do cinnamon right so we we go to the uh, fields we harvest we there's a cinnamon from the la- you know lands and we process it appearing and all that and then we of course dry it in our dryers so like within 48 hours we have finished the process and then we have packed in bulk forms we have right. sealed the freshness <laughs> in all our products and uh, a lot of people who uh, i mean everybody who tastes our products they will vouch that you know they are very fresh and they yes. can feel the freshness in our products and uh, that is the distinction of our products so my wife uh, is behind this and uh, she uh, you know takes a lot of effort and uh, find of course she's she's uh, employed as well uh, but uh, she spends all all her spare time on this and uh, takes big interest in this pro yeah yeah and it's great to see um so within <coughs> the lost ingredients lab program and beyond um what is next for you and your family and for servio <coughs> technology uh of course uh, you know this program lost ingredients lab program has uh, opened few avenues for us for expansion mm-hmm. um it's uh, sort of it's it's, it's strengthening our, our capacities you know and uh, especially our our marketing side you know has been uh, uh, i would say a bit uh, uh, a bit weak i would say you know that's one of the weak areas that we had so now we are focusing on on marketing our products so, so far it's been like uh, inbound marketing you know people come to us and then we uh, tell them what we can offer them but uh, now of course we have to be more proactive and go out and you know tell that you know tell about our products and encourage people to use his uh, you know products of course uh, this is not not simply uh, uh, you know profit uh, uh, you know not not simply for profit you know but i think we also have a, a, a duty you know to to make people aware mm-hmm. and of course marketing is is one strong channel to do that in in an effective way of course we we have other awareness creation programs and for instance now we 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 have even university students are visiting our our um, uh, center dedication mm-hmm. center and so that too, of course we take uh, uh, you know we make people aware of this technology but now it's more like uh, uh, through marketing we want to uh, take these products uh, to the industries to the people uh, and also we want to improve the efficiency of our business operations and uh, uh, so now uh, my uh, my daughter is now uh, she's very very young uh, you know is uh, sitting elevas this time and she's now getting ready you know to to partner us uh, in this operation and she's uh, she's uh, more into marketing and she, that's a field that she likes right so uh, so her interest also uh, you know matches the requirements of the uh, enterprise so with her and uh, you know we think we should be able to uh, uh, you know plan our next uh, level you know 
steps uh, so it should it should basically focus more on the uh, marketing mm-hmm. and our improvement of our business operations yes And Mr. Kapila, for anyone who's interested in getting in contact with you, working with Severe Technology, um, what would be the best way and how can they reach you? Uh, well, they can reach us on uh, phone, on email, or most welcome to visit us even in our facilities. So we have uh, uh, office in Kandy, but most of our operations are at Tukwila in Matale. Uh, anybody who needs to uh, you know, see these technologies, most welcome. Just give us a ring and, and uh, make an appointment and visit us. Uh, our number uh, 077-360-2488. 077-360-2488. 077-360-2488. And you can ring, uh, ring that number and, uh, you know, you know, ask ask any anything you you would like to, or, or you can uh, email us on saviru dot technologies at gmail dot com, saviru dot technologies at gmail dot com, or you can ring our uh, call our, call our office in Kandy zero eight one double two one eight one nine zero zero eight one Double two, one eight, one nine zero. Fantastic! Great. I'm Thank super so looking forward for you, you and your family and the whole Severe Technology team. Um, Thank you so much, Mr. Kapila, for joining us today on the Scale the Good podcast. It's been great to speak with you, um, and we're really looking forward to your future. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. Thanks, uh, Los Angeles Lab, for giving us this opportunity. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this week's episode, where we connected with one of the three accelerator companies a part of the Lost Ingredients Lab. The Lost Ingredients Lab is a platform for Sri Lankan organic and regenerative agriculture and food sectors to integrate their value chains through innovation and collaboration. The initiative is formed under the Support to Small and Medium Enterprises in the Organic Agriculture Sector program of the Multi-Donor Action jointly co-financed by the European Union in Sri Lanka and the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development implemented by GIZ Sri Lanka. Through collaboration, global opportunities for Sri Lanka's regenerative and organic food and agri-sector will be strengthened and expanded.